Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello and welcome to the Dikembe Mutombo episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 55. My name is Logan Werman, and as usual, I am joined by my magnificent co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how does it feel to be on the Dikembe Mutombo episode? Feels pretty good. Also, it could be like the Terrell Suggs episode in the NFL half of the world, but Mutombo, mm. that one's I feel like it was probably pretty easy. I don't know if yeah. I can think of another 55 that like really stands out. There's White Chocolate. Um, Brandon Jennings was honestly one of the first guys to come to mind. I didn't even look up a list. I just, as soon as whatever, I thought of the Whatever your heart felt. Yeah. yeah well, like, Tumble's oh. a name that's big enough that it doesn't necessarily need alt- alternative, like, uh, thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you thought of a guy that's, uh, like, just kind of a guy. He was, like, a mm-hmm. pretty big part of an era of basketball. So, yeah. Probably exactly. pretty safe. Mount Matumbo. One of the all-time rim protectors. But yeah, so moving on. I don't know if he played for any of these teams. I tried to make a connection. I don't think he did. He didn't play for any of the teams in the Pacific Division. But that is the team we'll be covering here today. Uh, going through our over-under picks for each team, just like we've been doing the last few episodes. We did the Atlantic, then the Central, then Northwest, and now we're on to Pacific. So we have the Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, and the Sacramento Kings. And so if you guys haven't listened to the previous episodes, uh, this is how the game works. We are going through each team and giving our over-under picks from their regular season win total from FanDuel. So each pick is going to be worth one point. If we get it right, we get a point. Get it wrong, lose a point. But then per division, we're going to get one lock, which will turn that selection into being worth three points. So we get three if we get it right, lose three if we get it wrong. And then we also have one stay away per division, which is just like eliminating it. So it won't affect you either way. And so, yeah, those are the basic rules. And without further ado, let's get into the Pacific Division, starting off with the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to take a look at how well each team did last season and compare that to my preseason predictions from last year as well um, as we get into these. So Golden State Warriors, they won 44 games last year. So the record was 44 and 38. Uh, which was right at the very bottom of my ceiling to floor range last year because they had, I think they had the second highest, the highest in the West, but the second highest overall in terms of my regular season prediction for them. And that was ceiling of 64 wins, reasonable prediction of 54 wins, and the floor of 44. So right exactly the record that they ended up with was my floor for them. And that was a a big part of that was the whole uh, Jordan Poole scandal at the beginning of the season. That was Um, part of it, yeah. Then they had the worst road record of any winning team of all time. Which was um, wild. They just could not. And it was all at the beginning. They like front loaded like 13 road losses before they could get one. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And like Golden State's always been a team that's like, okay, we win at home. But not to the extent of we win at home, but then just like take days off on the road. Yeah. Like it's, I, it's never been that bad. I believe they won 11 games on the road last year total, which is just and nuts. 30? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. And they were in the second round of the playoffs. And almost they went to a game seven against the Lakers, so they could have very easily been in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but yeah, so they were 44 and 38. Like I said, their over-underline for this year is going to be 48 and a half wins. I think that's a good adjustment because, like, I think the biggest reason – there was, like, three main problems. Jordan Poole turned into a – Shadow of what he was the year previous, like disappeared. Mm-hmm. Wiggins being gone for a while and Curry being hurt on and off. 
Like I, I like there were so many things that culminated to almost call it worst case scenario, and that's what led them to the floor. Like of your predictions, like the ceiling and floors, like that's why they probably were on the floor because they had absolutely everything go wrong. Like if Steph gets hurt on and off and Jordan Poole would have looked fine, I think it would have been a lot better of a like season because Jordan Poole could have tr- not done Steph things, but like alleviated some of the loss on offense mm-hmm. instead of them trying to scramble to figure things out before. And Steph wasn't gone in giant stretches, but he was gone for enough chunks that it really hurt. Uh, yeah. And then Andrew Wiggins, I think being gone was a big loss on the defensive side uh, mm-hmm. for them as they've got a lot of great defenders, but Wiggins is every team needs a guy that you can say, there's their best player. Just follow him around and don't let him do anything. And that's what Wiggins was for him. And, mm-hmm. and he just wasn't available to do that. Um, so yeah. I like that they bumped the lineup over. Like they were, they acknowledged that like, we're not going to drop it to what last there. Cause usually you see it around where the win total was last year is right around where the lines are, but giving him four game bump is a pretty substantial bump. Acknowledging that this team is just better. Oh, and by the way, they have a hall of fame point guard to run their second team offense. Now that is very true with Chris <laughs> Paul. Mm-hmm. I almost, I forget about that. Like every week, I feel like. <laughs> That he is on the Golden State Warriors right now. But yeah, so looking at their offseason acquisitions, Chris Paul, as we've mentioned, Andrew Wiggins, you can kind of look at as like a, you know, a acquisition in a way because he's coming back, back to this team. And he was not with this team for the majority of, of last season, especially at the last half of it. Came back right before the playoffs started. And then we have Gary Payton, the second, similar type of thing. They got him last year midseason, got him back, but he was injured as soon as he got there. Oh, because that trade almost blew up. I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. But as far as actual new faces, we have Brandon Pajimski, who is, I think, the 19th pick in the draft for them, somewhere around there, right outside the lottery. And then Corey Joseph, so a veteran point guard. I believe this is his second stint with the Warriors, I want to say. Maybe not, though. And then Dario Saric, another veteran. Like, I think the the veterans they got in here, which, I mean, is mainly just Corey Joseph and Dario Saric, if you don't want to count Chris Paul. Um, is definitely like Warriors-esque players. You know, guys that are like high IQ, play your role, mature. I think guys that can play around Steph and around that uh, Golden State ecosystem pretty well. So that will be good. And then they also have Trace Jackson Davis, who is their second round pick this year out of Indiana. But yeah, so I don't think they have a full roster quite yet because they only have one guy on their two-way spots, which is Lester Quinones, who I've never heard of until now. He's from Memphis, apparently. But, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm kind of feeling like, I mean, looking at the young guys, I guess, that could take a step up. We have Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody. That's really about it. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, if you want to count him as young, he's kind of smack dab in his prime at this point. Well, and I think it just the biggest thing is, like, the way that guys step up is stay healthy. Because this team is a force. That If everybody's playing all the games, yeah. No, if everybody mm-hmm. – I mean, okay, this is a question – if the if every team in the NBA is healthy, what team are you would you be the most worried about running into a seven game series with the Nuggets? Is it it's the Warriors? Maybe. I feel like they would be up there just because like definitely mm-hmm. if they're if they have the health, the Lakers would be another one. If like AD can just be like insano mode and not have injuries and decide he wants to play, um, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, Milwaukee be would, would be another big one too. Um, mm-hmm. And not that these teams, but like, I feel like last year we saw there was a real chance that the Warriors could have had a, a real run at a two peat if they would have stayed healthy, like going back to back again. So it's just, I think the, uh, the injuries are the thing that was where we can see the most improvement for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for sure. For sure. So I guess for looking at their line, 48 and a half, um, I'm feeling not great about it. This might be my stay away, to be honest. Oh, that's bold. There's one other team. No, there's a team that like I like barely looked. I didn't even like think about the teams. I just looked at the like logos when I was like, okay. And I was like, that's going to be my stay away. And it was not Golden State. <laughs> yeah, I, I know which team you're talking about. But I also, I don't know if just looking at their lines, I might feel a little more safe with you given the under to that team that you're talking about. Oh, because I guess I, do I don't with, know the line. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's close. I might change 
Mm-hmm. So because none of these none of these picks are locked in stone until the end of the episode. But for now, I'm putting my stay away on the Golden State Warriors at 48 and a half. I'm going to be optimistic for the Warriors, and I'm going to say they hit the over. Because I think more things have to go wrong than have to go right for them to be in that 47 to 49, 50 wins. So I'll go that. Because, like, everybody stays healthy. I think they get there easily. Um, And then there's just a chance that CP3, like, if he just leans into this, like, guy off the bench runs the – there won't be a drop-off at all. Uh, in terms of what their offensive production, because usually you see like a little bit of like a, when that second unit comes in, you just see like things slow down offensively for almost every team, almost. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that will be almost just completely removed um, because of what CP3 will do. Well, he's, I saw some crazy, he started every single one of his career games. It's like 1200 and something. He started oh, yeah. in all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So if he just comes off the bench and plays, I mean, I'm sure he'll play not starter minutes, but he'll play in the mid-20s. Yeah, 27 like he'll minutes a, probably. Yeah, like a very strong amount of minutes. And if it's off the bench, I just think that um, it could just really help like, oh, your guy that's helping facilitate your young Moses Moody's and your Kamingas is Chris Paul. Like, yeah. Maybe that's how they take a step up is because and- of who's like – facilitating and building things. Yeah, and that's a lot different than just like mentioning some good star out there that's older that you're like, no. oh, think about that person doing this with the young guys. Like we've seen Chris Paul do that at multiple stops now with young guys developing. Biggest stop, and he's done it at all of them. Mm-hmm. Unlocked Devin Booker. Like Devin Booker was already like a guy, but like Devin Booker is a different level of player now. DeAndre Ayton. De- <laughs> Like, I mean, right when he got there is when DeAndre Ayton became way more valuable than he had been. Well, people were calling him a Um, bust, and then Chris Paul shows up and like, wait, this guy's like, if he figures out the fouls, the key to stopping Giannis, what? mm -hmm. And then obviously in the finals, it didn't work out. But yeah. Yeah. Um, And then did we mention Shea? I don't even think we – did we mention no. Shea with, with Thunder? (laughs) Yeah, that would be, I think, exhibit A. That that was just a short little stint that I totally forgot about. Yeah. But I think that's his, the biggest example of it. Though, his fingerprints it such are a, everywhere. Yeah. He's a puppet master of just young people like taking a step. So mm-hmm. uh, that could be huge. And for all we know, the way we talk about Shea could be the way we talk about Moses Moody in a couple of years. Just like a guy that that's probably dramatic. But but in the he, sense of he took a big step up because of Chris Paul. And then, yeah, that's the, the way to do it. So um, I think I am going to, as I said, I think I'm going to lean over. Because I think more things have to go wrong for them to hit the under than have to go right to hit the over. Yeah, I'm not, and this or, also might change because I don't know what the lines are. I don't, I don't look at that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I surprise the Clippers are the team I was skeptical on giving a line or a, a pick for and staying away because if Kawhi plays honestly 50 games, I feel good about but, taking. Yeah, Kawhi playing 50 games would be. Amazing. That, when, that's just when, crazy to think that that's what. I don't think he's um, done that since Toronto. That's yeah. Um. So it, anyway, he, his never mind. He's actually. How has he played fifty games in each Lake uh, Clippers season, other than the one he missed the entire? He didn't play a single game in twenty twenty two. Yeah, but his other three seasons, he played fifty seven the first year, fifty two the wow. second year, and fifty two again last year. I also wonder if. But no, I don't remember him like getting out of games early. So maybe we're just like, I mean, granted, not playing 60 games is still crazy. Like, and being like not debilitatingly injured, just like, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, like Kawhi might have some sort of weird thing that he's just never gotten figured out. I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I don't know. I'm I'm sure he he does. Yeah. I I don't know why else he would be the way he is. (laughs) Yeah. So for the sake of basketball, Hey, doctors, could we point our focus to Kawhi Leonard? Maybe get that figured out. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's confirmed that he has a degenerative a degenerative knee issue. But I oh. think what is like that, like it's going to stay with him the rest of his life. I think that's oh. medically confirmed. I didn't, see, I didn't know that. The thing is, people, the doctors aren't able to like tell really, I guess, when he's like, pl- like game ready. If, if like he's what's it's bothering him to the point that he has to sit out type of thing. 
Like he, oh. he says that he doesn't trust the doctor's advice with, with things like that because he mm-hmm. feels like he knows how to gauge it better. No, like, and because he doesn't want the team to be just like pretty much cut four years off of his career because they want him to yeah. play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that and was the issue he- in San Antonio. And it's the Clippers are like letting him do that. And the Raptors let him do that. But San Antonio, it was like you're giving up on your team and you're being selfish. You know, that was like the drama that happened. And that's why he asked out the San Antonio. Yeah. Um, but as we are kind of rambling here, I forgot to get the timer going, but we're pretty close to the 15 minutes just based on looking at the clock. Um, mm-hmm. So as always, we're going to wrap this up with watchability scores brought to you by the greatest state in the union, the 37th state, Nebraska. Um, so here's the <laughs> Nebraska watchability scores for me, for the Warriors. It'll be fun to watch at the beginning. I think like a lot of fun, like to see like everybody's healthy. Chris Paul's doing Chris Paul things. And then I won't care. Mm-hmm. And I won't be like, I need to watch this night in and night out. Early, like a eight one later as the season drags on, unless there's something compelling, like a Moses Moody taking a giant leap or something like that probably dwindles down to like a five, seven. That's fair. I think because they're a good team. It's not like you're watching bad basketball, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think my watchability score is going to be a seven, three, maybe even a seven, three. I don't Just know what the average of the two numbers I said, but that's probably pretty close to it. Yeah, probably a little bit, maybe, maybe a little high. bit higher, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I tend to lean higher than you do. So that's true. Um, oh, and greatest for jersey that you can think of ever. Oh, I forgot about the segment. Um, Man, they have some. They have a lot, but I don't. I wouldn't say they have a lot of like great ones. They have a lot of like five out of ten. Oh, I know what it is. It's their recent throwback to the like the run TMC mm-hmm. jerseys. Those blue uh, with the, like the diagonal warriors with the the C the captain patch on it for Steph's jersey. Yep, I like those. Those are clean, especially the new ones. I like the new versions of them. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to just go with the, man, this is tough. I think it's their, so it looks pretty much exactly like their standard home without the text, but it's all black. Okay. Yeah. So it's all black, but it's got like the yellow with the, it's got Mm -hmm. like, so it's still that little circle patch. It's got the number in it and the golden gate bridge, but just everything is yellow. They just, there's no blue or if there is blue, there's like lightning on it. Oh, okay. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. I just like the all black with the yellow. The lightning is just kind of there inconsequentially to me, at least Mm -hmm. Um, anything. They're least my least favorite Jersey of theirs. I hate the one that's town just says town on it. The town. Oh, is it the town? Yeah. Cause that's like the nickname of one of the nicknames of the Bay is the town. I think San Francisco maybe is, I don't know which one of which city of the Bay cities no, are, but that's fine. I just, I just, uh, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. I, I think it's also that it's just a tree. Also when I think the town, maybe it's just because of the movie, but when I hear the town, I think of Boston. Cause you know, the movie, yeah. the town, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's because that's like, they're, I don't know. I, there's a lot. I feel like that's a very generic nickname that, a lot of cities probably have. Well, and now <laughs> that I'm looking at it, I didn't even realize that the word the was there. It's so little just above the oh. T in town. So it looks like it just town and then a tree. They could be talking about Nebraska city home of Arbor day for all I know. Yeah. Tree town. <laughs> no, actually that is the official Jersey of Arbor day. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll say about the gold state warriors jerseys is they're like normal home and away jerseys right now i think they have like my favorite font like jersey number oh. font I, yes those are my that's probably like my go-to favorite font i usually hate numbers. when teams like don't hide the numbers but it's not just like here's the number you know mm-hmm. and they but the warriors that they do it and i i, I like their little i mean the, my favorite warriors jersey has like a weird little number thing so i know i think overall the warriors have very few bad jerseys, but very few elite jerseys. They've just got like a giant catalog of five out of ten. Yeah. In terms of the bad, I, I think it's that their ones right now, they have the black ones with the gold like rose 
thing on the bottom. Oh yeah. That is atrocious. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that one, but yeah, so that will do it for the Golden State Warriors. Moving on now to a team we've already kind of started talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. Their record last year was 44 and 38. So the same exact record as Golden State. And they were also within my ceiling and floor range. They were toward the bottom of it. I had them at 52 wins as their reasonable prediction, ceiling 60, floor 42. And they ended up at 44. So, but looking at their over underline, they have 46 and a half for this upcoming season, the LA Clippers. Um, and I think that's a pretty decent line, but it's and I easy guess to go under. It is. And, but looking at their roster, I guess is important. I haven't done that yet. So obviously they have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Not sure how much those guys will be playing. But if it's anything like the last few seasons, it's going to be very hit or miss, basically like half the games. Um, Marcus Morris Sr. is still here. Um, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, Avica Zubats, Terrence Mann, Mason Plumley, Russell Westbrook. So a lot of returning guys from last year. <laughs> Same with Amir Coffey. And Bones Highland is still here. Uh, and Brandon Boston Jr. and Jason Preston. Those are all the guys that they were, were there last year um, that are still here. The new additions, I think, are only two players, it looks like. Um, and that will be as far as just their full-time roster spots, not looking at two-way. Um, and that is Kenyon Martin Jr., so KJ Martin, and Kobe Brown, who I believe came out of the draft this year. Yeah, he did. He's in the draft this year. So not a lot of uh, changes to the roster, really. I still don't love the fit with Russell Westbrook on this team, but it's better, definitely a lot better than Lakers. A lot. Well, and I also think that in the way that like the Lakers used, or in theory, where Russell Westbrook was like, okay, if LeBron's not playing, or just go be a little Energizer Bunny battery and go do stuff. Like that's what it kind of turned into, and that just didn't work. In I can't say in LA, but for the Lakers, yeah, I feel like for the Clippers. Oh, well, we only have Paul George and Kawhi for 50 games, whatever. Because um, mm-hmm. both Kawhi Leonard gets a lot of it, but Paul George also misses a lot of basketball. Yeah, no, for sure. A lot. Um, not as much as Kawhi, but a mm-hmm. lot of basketball. Yeah. Um, so maybe their thing is just like, yeah, this will just be Westbrook's team when Kawhi and Paul aren't good to go that evening. Yeah, and then he'll just run around and do stuff because he still can. I mean, he's not like MVP season anymore, uh, Westbrook, but he's still a, a good NBA player. It's not like he's like this, like oh, washed up end of his career scrub. Uh, like he weirdly enough has been bounced around like he is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he, like usually when a guy goes to this many teams at the end of their career, it's like oh, it's because he's like got nothing left. I don't think he has the same amount as he used to. He's just hard to put with anybody else. Yeah, it's it's weird circumstances for sure because, you know, things blew up in Oklahoma City, so he asked out, went to Houston, who was another team that was right on the end of, like, their window of, like, are we going to do this or not? Spent a year there. Their window ended, blew everything up. Coach, GM, everybody left. So then he got traded again to the Wizards, which was, like, not an ideal fit from the start. Like, it wasn't a bad fit, but it wasn't like a team that you would think Russell Westbrook would want to be spending time at. But apparently, Washington loves him. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. There, I mean, things went really well there. D- don't get me wrong. Yeah, and, it just is wild because like, he, you know, they're like, yeah, we love that. Like He's just like a beloved son of Washington. Yeah, he gave him an, a, a playoff spot. Um, <laughs> him and just, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Just a wild thing to be excited about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the only playoff spot they've had really since uh, John Wall. The, the, yeah, the Boston Warriors fight or whatever the heck that weird I think thing so, was. At least. I can't, I can't, the I don't Scary remember. Terry, who's that? And then he called him. Oh, yeah, uh, 2018. He called him Drew Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was wild that Eric Bledsoe was the guy that, like, <laughs> fought. He goes angry. Anyway. Yeah. That, that year was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, and then Russ on the Lakers was just terrible fit all the way around. Like you said, the theory of him coming there was uh, that he was going to be the workhorse while those guys were out. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't build around. They didn't like bring the pieces to the team in order to do that. Even like in like they, when LeBron and AD aren't in, you need a team built around Russell Westbrook. What does that look like? Just have a bunch of three and D players. 
Didn't have any of those. Which also would work with LeBron and AD. It's not like you were exactly. like make, it was well, that's how they won their championship, fun fact. Yeah. Is a bunch of three and D guys around LeBron and AD. So yeah. it's not like they were like making their real team worse by making the Russell Westbrook part of it better. It was they a just failure didn't all the way around. Do either. Yeah, it was it was terrible. And um <laughs> yeah, I that's why I, I just hated that team going into both of the last two seasons. Uh what they Why did are we about the Lakers on the Clippers. Clippers yeah. are gonna be so mad. Talking about Russ, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, my point is, he fits so much better with this team. Yes, because him and LeBron and AD don't fit even in the slightest. LeBron and AD fit well together, but add Russ Westbrook in there, it's like you don't have anybody that can shoot. <laughs> um, and both two of those guys need the ball all the time. With Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, both of them can play off the ball pretty well, especially Paul George, um, and both of them are great shooters as well. So they provide a lot of spacing. Doesn't take anything away from Russell Westbrook at all when he has the ball in his hands. So uh, that fits well. And then outside of that, when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are out, their entire team is made out of three and D players. So, you know, a perfect roster to just kind of put Russell Westbrook as the point guard of uh, works out pretty well. So I like it for that reason. So I don't know why I started off saying this, that I don't like the fit with him. This, with the team, I guess what I mean by that is there's not a lot of teams I do love the fit with Russ Westbrook, but this is an ideal situation for a contender. Yeah, like him on a team where he's not option one is not optimal. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the most optimal, not optimal situation for him to be in. Perfect way to put it. That's very rarely am I the one that figures bucks. out the wording. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of paying the big bucks. Buy Logan Coffees down in the description at Buy Me a Coffee, as well as go to patreon.com forward slash hoop theory. I've got a bunch of videos stored up of me practicing to run a marathon, mm. or p- training, whatever the mm-hmm. word is, because I'm doing it, working oh, on my you diets. Have, you, you recorded like you actually training? I'm on my phone, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, it's like a, a vlog. It's like a Rocky montage. I thought oh. you were like talking about like what you were going to do for the, like your it's plan. Like, so it, what it is is I go do something and at the end I like talk about talk it. Talk about it. Okay. So like I'm f- visibly tired. Yeah. And and sweaty. Okay. So I, I can't wait to see those. Be a Patreon person and uh, you get a, get a little look-see at those. And if no one does it, then they will never go to the world. Mm-hmm. So that's on you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Also check out YouTube, Spotify. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars. It helps us. YouTube, like, comment, subscribe if you're watching. Hello. And TikToks. If you're coming here from TikTok, isn't it wonderful to hear the whole context? Anyway, mm-hmm. with that being <laughs> said, um back into you the make, clippers. You make a compelling argument about because I, I was immediately going to give them the stay away stamp. Hmm. And then I saw the line and I'm like, that is an easy under. I, yeah, like, I don't know if I would say easy, but easier than the Warriors. It's It makes like – because there's another team like now that I'm really thinking about it, now that I like I'm just ignoring just like, oh, I'm going to use my stay on the Clippers. There's like Kings. Like there's – this is a bunch of stayaways. Yeah, it's this a division. division. Is, it's a division of stayaways. Uh huh. Though honestly, I think I feel the best about the Golden State over might end up being my lock because I don't know what else to do. Not actually, I don't know the other no, lines. But, I, that's um, go with but it. It might end up being I don't know. We've got time, but yeah. So I think I'm going to I'm going to go under, not lock, but because that line's high. Even if everybody plays with how good the West is, there's a like. If they get 70 games out of Quine Paul, there's still a chance they don't hit that number. That's yeah. a bit dramatic. But I mean, that, if, like, I, I I feel like they probably would. But yes. the thing is, I just the, – the West is getting more competitive, like you said. And it's just – it's more wins they ha- than they had last year. And I'm like, how good, how good do I feel about both of those guys playing more than they did last year? Quine played 52 games last year, apparently, like we said. Paul George played 56 you feel good about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard playing more than 56-ish games? And the thing that's important is if they're both gone, it's almost an auto-lose unless you're against, like, three teams. And Russ is having a great day, I guess. Uh, or I guess, Bones Highland is going off. You know, things like that. Yeah. They have players, but... Yeah, it's um, just a lot to get. That, it's just all these rosters are so full <laughs> of players that deserve playing time. 
And like we've gone over the last several episodes. Primed for expansion, Adam. Mm -hmm. Sorry, headphone users. (laughs) Also, the Clippers need to move back to San Diego, in my opinion. I think I know they need they're to go not. back to Minnesota. Just kidding. The Clippers do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think they've ever been there. No, they were somewhere else. That's why they're Clippers. I think or were they're they in the, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego is why they're the Clippers. Yeah, that's they, what, Yeah, you're right. They were the – they had a different name before. The when California Clippers. That's no. actually not that bad. Oh, California Clippers. If you They just went by that, you mean? Mm-hmm. They, they were from the Northeast region. I think they were from Buffalo. Um, Buffalo Braves. Or the Buffalo Braves. That is the Clippers. Yeah. It's basketball is way harder than football because, like, unless you're like the Cardinals, they bounced everywhere. But it's usually like line to line. It's not like, bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. yeah. And isn't there multiple Braves in NBA history? Yeah, maybe. I just know of the Buffalo Braves. There might be another Was there one. A Boston Braves. Oh, well, that was because the – so a long time ago, before Bill Russell and everything, the owners of the Braves and the Celtics wanted to move – like what they wanted to just like move to each other's cities. And so they they just swapped teams straight up. Like no, like the only, the only uh, capital moved in the deal was just trading each other's teams, which is hilarious to look back at, at how much like more valuable the Celtics is versus what that team was. But – um Oh, yeah. okay. So uh, maybe at one point the the name was Boston Braves, and then they moved to Buffalo. But that also and, might be a different sport, for all I know. That might be hockey. I don't. Yeah, well, it's very likely hockey. that it I know is this burns, though. But it's very okay. likely that it is this though, because I do know that the team that was in Buffalo and the team that was in Boston flipped, flopped. Like the owners of them just traded, basically. So that might have been like the mascots might have changed too. I'm not sure. Um. But it was baseball. Okay. The Boston Braves are now the Atlanta Braves. Oh. Interesting. And the, another, another franchise that is worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. She said you champions, baby. I'm going to start doing that like uh, the Lakers do with – speaking of Lakers, we can do this in a little bit. Sorry, Clippers. We've kind of given your time to the Lakers, which is probably the last team you wanted oh, us you, to bring you up. Just, you just mentioned the Lakers. We haven't been talking about the Lakers, to be fair. We did for a little bit before. Yeah, that's true. But. Um, I'm just going to start claiming every city that like had a, a stop in Boston, every team. I'm just going to claim those as Boston titles. Just all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even though they're not like the same friend, I'm still going to do it. But, like City of Champions, Atlanta won the, won the, <laughs> <laughs> won the World Series. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Atlanta's also a, a, just a murderer on the baseball side. I've tried to dabble with baseball to improve my game and uh, yeah. So, um, in terms of Clipper talk, what did what is you, what is your definitive pick? Where are we at for that? Oh, uh, so I think I'm gonna go under and leave my stay away on the Warriors. Like, I definitely can see the world where they go over here, but I just don't feel great about it for the reasons that we said. I, I don't feel like there's gonna be a lot of health on this roster. It, at least, it's hard to bet on. That's for sure. Yeah. So we're both feeling the unders. Um, so that will do it for the picks there. And then we have the watchability score to do. By the 37th state in the Union, Nebraska. Um, I will do 2 4. Wow. <laughs> just not nothing, a different guy. Just doesn't get the needle moving for me. I just, yeah. I'm going to. I mean, yeah. when like, Kawhi is healthy and is like in Terminator mode. That's fun because he's like, I am the greatest player on the planet. And you're like, you kind of look like it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So I'm not going to tune into 82 games to witness one. Yeah. I guess if to incorporate, yeah, like factor in the uh, missed games from their best players, uh, they'll probably be like a four, six for me, I guess. I'll put them down. I feel there. like average people are probably cl- like right where you're at. They're like mm-hmm. big market. Steve Ballmer's funny. Yeah, honestly, if they, if they the California have, Clippers is a big Steve Ballmer move, he would totally Cal- do that. Why? Just Calif- to, why are we talking about that? California? No, is just because they like moved to San Diego, or wherever. But he just is like, we are California's team. Oh, I mean, they already have Golden State, but like, so that'd be kind of weird. That'd be I, funnier though. San Diego Clippers make sense because San Diego is famous for cl- like the ships uh, for the boats. Yeah, Navy Yard. 
Uh-huh. And uh, but yeah. I feel like that would be best, but we obviously that's not going to happen because they are just getting finished. I think this is going to be the first year in the in, Intuit Dome. Um, oh, so the new arena in that that was where the forum was torn down, and now is hilarious. Yeah, the Intuit Dome um, in Inglewood, uh, California, which is a suburb of Los Angeles. So, yeah, and it's an arena I've- built for um basketball apparently like it's it's not built with like arena tours and those kind of things in mind it's, it's like optimized solely... for basketball exactly how how i don't know but that is what steve Ballmer says that's like his well, i just his feel like tagline. i've been to a couple places to watch basketball and some are better than others mm-hmm. but i don't know how you optimize basketball viewership yeah, it's also for players setting. too. Like he talked, like oh, the, the well, probably because they're the, sick of having like, oh, it's Laker time. Mm-hmm. Step to the side, San Diego Clippers. Yeah, but apparently, like the way that players and fans, I think, like the way they walk in, the way they can like be at uh, the like concession stands, stuff like, and still see like the game going on, like stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's that. That is actually shout out to Steve Ballmer for that one, using that Microsoft money for for the good of America. <laughs> um, but then jerseys. This one's easy for me. Oh man, I keep forgetting to think about jerseys. The Clippers jerseys. Why is this easy for you? Baby blues. Oh, okay. Like the new baby blues or the ones they had back with like uh, Blake Griffin. Like the Blake Griffin baby blue is like the first thing that pops into my head. The, so like the red letters, not the white ones. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. Let, let me make sure I've got or this red correct. numbers. I mean, yes, red number for sure. Okay. Because like they're, I like the baby blues right now. They have two, which is the white the lightning. Oh no, I don't see that one. But the white ones, like uh, white text, um, and the Clippers is like diagonal. Um, cursive clippers. I don't mind, honestly, those black ones that have like the super weird font, like the. Wait, did they not make us an unsleeved version of this baby with Blake? I swore they had one that didn't have sleeves. I don't know. Honestly. If it always had sleeves, I take that back. Yeah, I I retract my previous statement. But just a non-sleeved version of that would would be in theory the clippers no, jersey for that you. would hit so hard yeah i agree that would be a yeah good no one. it doesn't it's pretty much what you're saying act it's not exactly but is this orange or is my computer breaking what are you looking at the accent colors on the diagonal clip that's for sure orange oh yeah that's that so their original color palette was orange well back Maybe. when they were the braves it was orange and black Mm. Um, or like a brownish, kind of like Cincinnati, like the okay. Bengals, kind of like that. Um, this, and then they, when they moved to San Diego, it was light blue and orange. Okay. And now when they moved to, I think when they moved to um, LA, they were still light blue and orange for a while. And eventually they became red. Um, There's the history of the Clippers. Yeah. And also Donald Sterling, I don't know if people know this, when because he, he's the one who bought the team when they were in San Diego and he just moved him to LA without asking anybody really yeah he didn't he didn't ask the like the league was not aware that he was just doing that but he moved like they were still called the San Diego Clippers for a little while while they played in Los Angeles because he just moved them wow <laughs> they should have knew that guy was gonna say the n-word they should have known <laughs> known that it was gonna be a problem anyway that does it for the Clippers moving on to their uh fellow city neighbor Fellow city neighbor, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I was trying to think of like a, uh, like a their their cross town rival, the bane of their existence. Their the their distaste this distasteful dystopian. I'm trying to think of like a a word a, per, a word that means a person that starts with a D, but I can't. What? Because I, I was saying like all D words, oh. so like a they're the disdain dysto- dystopian was dumb i was just thinking of more words anyway that's yeah uh, let's detractor. talk let's, the, <laughs> detractor <Ooh. laughs> let's talk about the los angeles lakers uh in in depth more now fine 
<laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't really want to, but we can. Well, we I'm also good to cut them short. I nah. don't care. Um just I'm just joking. We are we kind of have a shtick going of um making fun of Lakers fans, but I didn't know it was a shtick. <laughs> <laughs> this is me and my normal life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, looking at the Lakers, their record last year was 43 and 39. They were the most confusingly good team in the NBA last year because, well, actually, no, I take that back. The Heat were, but the Lakers were like super bad most of the season and then became an entirely new team because of their off, uh, not off season, but mid season acquisitions at the deadline. Uh, completely restructured everything. LeBron came it's back. It's like a LeBron trademark. He like just demands a team throw the 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 Woj bomb. It like, seems like this time it wasn't even LeBron though, which I think is the best sign of like, oh, like why Lakers worked? future. Yeah, and and that <laughs> like in the past it's just been like oh go get more veteran like that's how the Lakers have been building this whole time is how LeBron does the trade deadlines on his previous. Go get teams. my friends now. Yeah, or go get go get my friends or go get like proven veteran players like that type that of thing. Like, are very clearly on a downhill slight. Yeah. And then Rob Polinka was like, oh, no, let's actually get some pieces in here that, like, make sense. Like, like make an actual system, you know, around so the LeBron AD. So LeBron, we're not, like, the worst team in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, that too. We'll Got just, some youth. Because that's what happened in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Worked out for him. Um, also, speaking of that, do you remember Twice. when Tristan – uh, yeah, I was, I'm more talking about the second time. Yeah. When Tristan Thompson, after LeBron left, said the East still runs through Cleveland and they won 19 games. <laughs> Did they win 19 games that season? I'm pretty sure it was like I, 19 I, I know games. they started 0-6. I remember that. I just they remember Ty Lue. Um, the, they won like what, – because what year would it have been? Would it have been 2019, 2020? 2018, 2019? Yeah, 18, 19. So the 19th season. Was LeBron's first year in LA, but yeah. So what are you just searching in the record? I just want to make sure it was how many yeah. games it was. You had nineteen and sixty three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they they got um, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley in the draft, Colin Sexton before that. So things worked out. Uh, they're in a pretty good spot now. But look at look at the Lakers though. So the record last year was 43 and 39. My uh, ceiling and floor was 52 and 30. Uh, that sounds like that's the record, which I think that is a record actually. So that was super confusing to say out loud. Their ceiling was 52 wins and their floor was 30 wins. But at, like also 52 and 30 is a legit record. So that was mm-hmm. just confusing. So the line for the Los Angeles Lakers for this upcoming season is 47 and a half. So they have to win 48 to go over there. Uh, which is a pretty good line. Again, I uh, don't feel great about either choice, to be honest. But I guess, do you have thoughts on this while I'm, I sit here and stew? This is a, a, a toughie. The best version that we saw of the Lakers was at the end of last year. Like, mm-hmm. that's when they hit their stride and were really going. Mm-hmm. So I almost wonder if, like, that's what they'll come out of the gate with. Yeah, for sure. And then that makes that line feel very, very attainable. Mm-hmm. Especially if but LeBron if, and AD say like somewhat healthy. Yeah. But then there's also the side, and I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say this, but when is LeBron, not Cliff, but when is the, when is the slowdown going to start? Because we've already seen that he can't go into like I'm him mode all the time. Like you can give him a, a juicy half and then he's like, I need a break. <laughs> Which yeah. Is, He's got 18 years going on 19 years of NBA just going. Or no, 20. 20, yeah. I was going to say. I think it's 20 This will be now. 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's just, when is the slowdown going to start? Like, there's got to be a point where not the wheels ever come off. I don't think with a player like LeBron, the wheels will ever truly come off because of his IQ side of things. But, like, when does he not become this, like, I am – going to be the one or two first or second best player on a championship contender. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll be this, this year. year. I don't think it'll so be then, this year. Um, um, so I think actually I'm going to go under through that whole talking and thinking and stewing. I'm going to go under the losses or the wins from other people that we think is this rising West have to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Someone has to lose more games. That's true. Not more games, but lose games. Yeah. And if teams play LA on a back to back, 
those are the types of games that I do, I don't think they'll win every back to back they play. They might just be like not throw the towel in, but and then for all I know, we'll see Austin Reeves turn into just Manu Ginobili. just continue can yeah continue his uh, trajectory and it'll all get sweeped up and I'll look like a, a, a just a, a, a babbling idiot. But um, yeah, I think that their team, honestly, <sighs> the roster is even better than they ended the year with. Uh, yes. which is the big thing that changed, you know, last year is they got a better roster. I think they improved on it again in the offseason with adding Gabe Vincent, Torian is- Prince, uh, Jalen Hutchifino was a draft pick this year. Christian Wood is on this team now. I don't know if you knew that. Yep. Um, Cam Reddish was an offseason acquisition. I think Maxwell Lewis is also a rookie this year. So they've got, you know, some guys they've brought in. They didn't lose and much. Everybody that. Well, because I think uh, I'm well. Yeah, I'm almost positive. We talked about our uh, free agency breakdown. They were my winner. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I had like because I was like they just got all of these pieces and all these guys. The value they got Austin Reeves at, which no one else bullied them, which I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was weird to me that they did like somebody didn't unless Austin Reeves was telling other people no. Yeah, and was willing to come back to the Lakers, and maybe he was. Maybe he's like LeBron. The, Playing with LeBron makes me look better than I would anywhere else. So I'll just go get a giant, giant bag after looking insane with LeBron for two years. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was part of the thought process. But the fact that another team didn't try to outbid for the services of Austin Reeves was interesting to me. And they just mm-hmm. were like, yeah, let's let the Lakers keep him. Um, I just think they got very, I mean, coincidentally, also another thing, is there a point where, because I'm sure you've seen this, uh, if you take – D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura and add their contracts together. Do you know what the magic number that makes is? No, I don't. Kyrie Irving's exact contract. So Rui and D'Lo? I think it's Rui and D'Lo. I might be missing one piece. Uh, that that would make sense. At 30, it's about 33, looks like. No, but I like. I think it's like almost comically exactly what Kyrie makes. Yeah. So that could be another wrinkle of this team if they're like not liking where we're going – I don't know why. I don't think Kyrie would like – obviously, Kyrie's a better player than Rui and D'Angelo Russell. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying is are they going to do what old LeBron th- teams do and go get like a more veteran guy that LeBron is his friend and buddies with? Like, Oh, and, and Kyrie works super well with LeBron, one of the best teammates yes. he's ever had. Because mm-hmm. um, we're like LeBron needs help. Kyrie yeah, especially in that way, yeah. Does those things like to a T. Yeah. Yeah. And Austin, like, even though he'd probably be coming in and filling, taking Austin Reeves uh, role from him a little bit, that doesn't seem like it would be too much of an issue because Austin Reeves, we've seen play just about Do every everything. Role. So he would just get moved and he'd be like, oh, I'm our small ball center now. This is kind of crazy. <laughs> I don't know why AD's still playing the four, but if, if you want me to, LeBron. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. That honestly. No, that, I will not be shocked that there will be some time when they don't slide AD to the five and they'll have someone that should not be playing small ball center be doing it so AD can just go play the four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's be- put it out to the world that he wants to play the four. Mm-hmm. Again, he's like stamped it down. He's bounced back and forth. I'm willing to do whatever the team needs. And then he's like, no, I'm a power forward. Yeah. And, and then so this summer, have... again, he was like, I'm a power forward. Yeah. And so they're – a solution to that was they brought in Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood, which both very limber, or I should say like skinny, you lengthy. Know, lengthy guys. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt is another guy they have that could play center. Love Vando. Yeah. Rui could be a small ball center. LeBron himself can play small ball center. And Austin Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, actually. In terms yeah. of actual fit, that Austin Reeves is not a small ball center. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. I just was making a joke about how he will literally do anything to a shockingly decent level. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. So he he would be able to to shift roles, kind of fit along Kyrie, whatever whatever they need him to do. That's what Austin Reeves is there for. So, but yeah, I do like that idea though that you just put together. Of, I'm sure you saw that somewhere. I'm guessing. I don't. Did you? Or did oh you no, just, Yes. Uh, no, somebody. Somebody. Had, well, and I think it was like a like a meme I saw because somebody was like. What a coincidence by the Lakers front office to make these players exactly the same salary sign yeah. for an I it's and maybe it's three players I can't remember but it's like a perfect money package to like hand to the Mavericks is like 
here's Kyrie Irving's exact money. Tell us what you want. Uh, Like it just works. I'd say, especially if like the things aren't working well for the Mavs, which is very likely to happen. Okay. But then, yeah. Think about that. D'Lo going to the Mavs. Terrible. Well, yeah, but but we on the Mavs. Oh, I don't good. hate that. I know. That, I, that, I, think, I like like that. I like that too. With, but but I Luke, think yeah. there's going to be one of the Lakers' very coveted draft picks, I think, put in a deal like that to go get Kyrie Irving because it would be like a, a move for the Mavs to to move off of Kyrie and try to cash in on some of that value for some assets that they could then flip or you know try to, try to finesse something around Luka you know, to make him stay. And build, rebuild the team that they, for some reason, gutted to trade to, to get Kyrie for. And now they've lost their third best player, or the guy that was their third best player last year, Christian Wood. But they got Grant Williams, which I think it might be, a, honestly, a better addition. Fit. And a better yeah, fit. Grant Williams is RIP. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going, to, honestly, when we get to the Mavericks, they might their watchability might be bumped up. Not as much as the Grizzlies would be, will be because of Marcus Smart. Oh yeah, but like, but a little bit for the Mavs, yeah. Yeah, just, I just, I was a big Kelly Olynyk guy for a while when he just went off and got a bag and was just doing great things for. What team did he go? To just look great. Was it Miami? Miami was where he spent most of his career. Yeah, besides Boston, I think he might have been in Miami longer than Boston. Even, uh, it's close, but Miami, Boston, and then ever since then he's been bouncing. But yep, he spent some time with the Rockets. He was with the Pistons. Now he's with the Jazz. But yeah. Anyway, I think I'm going to lean a slight over. Just because, I, I mean, I do think it's a really good line, but I, like I said, I see this team as a better team this year. And I could definitely see maybe AD and LeBron. I don't know. I, for some reason, I just have an oddly pretty decent level of faith in this Lakers team this upcoming season, what, what the pieces will look like coming together. I like the, the fit, and if they struggle with any sort of injuries, I think Austin Reeves has turned himself into that piece that can carry a little bit of the load and uh, ball handling duties and even a star type of role while uh, LeBron is out. So yeah, that's why I feel pretty decent about the over Um, as I guess as decent as you can feel this season. Like we've talked about, I don't know if we've mentioned this episode, but going through all these teams so far this year, there's barely any teams I feel good about at all for my picks. It's kind of weird. It's very, a big question mark is is how I feel about a lot of these teams um, coming into the season. But yeah, so that will do it for the Lakers over under picks. Moving on to their watchability score. My pick for this one, I'm going to probably give them like a 5-9. Maybe, maybe a little bit more, 6-1. I'll give them a 6-1 just because, like I said, Austin Reeves is fun. Uh, and a lot of their other, Jared Vanderbilt, very fun. Um, there's some pieces I like here, and I, I think this team fits well together. And I like I like watching teams that make sense that fit together as a roster. So I'm gonna go with a six one. What about you, Jacob? Uh, I think I'll give them. They're a middle of the road for me. Like a, well, I'll call it a five zero. They're just really right there in the middle uh, for me. All right. Um, <laughs> and uh, jersey wise, maybe they're white. Ones that say Los Angeles with like the, I'm trying to think which like era the te- the font is, mm. like the light blue. No, it's white. The jersey's white. Yeah, the jersey's white, but the font like is purple. The- purple. It's like purple, and it's like it's got how like the Los Angeles has like the little swooshes, like it's moving fast. Oh, I think I know which ones you're talking about. I don't see it. Right now, as I'm looking through, but um, I, I I'm trying know to think which if one there's one I'm just like I'm totally blanking on. I like the um, Kobe, like the, the black Mamba Kobe, jerseys, the Kobe tribute thing. Yeah, the Black City edition. Those ones are great. Like it's like they're kind of like they're. I don't think there's any purple. Yeah, there's it's just the black and gold. Yep, I like those. Um, ones a lot. Now that I'm looking at it, it might be the. Uh, this is weird. I just didn't think it would be that. Uh, yeah, just the purple uh, Magic era Lakers jerseys. Okay. Yeah, going with classic ones. Yeah, I think I, that I, their jerseys right now are better than they were in the Kobe era. To be honest, because I think every, I think 
every team, almost every team's jerseys have, are all just because they have a bigger catalog. Yeah, they have like no, so I, much. But more I mean, to, like the current ones, this area. Oh, the ones, ones they're using. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because I think the they do a really good job of making them look more modern, but still keeping like they they're doing the play on the classic look of the jersey, like the Lakers numbers, the jersey numbers. Yeah. Um, because about the Kobe era, they completely like just did a different thing. Um, their jerseys now are like the classic Lakers numbers, but they're like more clean and modern looking, you know, yeah. not, not as kind of like old and, and derpy um, as the, the Showtime Lakers jerseys were. So I like that. It's a, it's like a tasteful little play on their classic history. Yeah, exactly. Celtics are pretty good at that too. Honestly, both, both those teams are, are good at doing that. But yeah, so those will be our picks for the jerseys. Moving on now to the next team in the Pacific division. And that is the Phoenix Suns. They made some moves, obviously, this offseason. So shipping off Chris Paul for Bradley Beal. And then signing, honestly, a bunch of like really high-quality minimums, um, in my opinion. With going and grabbing Keita Bates-Diop, Drew Eubanks, Chimezi Metu, Utah Watanabe, Bull Bull. And I, they still have Ishmael. I, I never said his full name like that. I just was reading it. But Ish Wainwright. Apparently, his full name is Ishmael Wainwright. And they have Yudoka as a buki as a two A spot, I, which I just am now noticing. Um, yeah, obviously, and Eric Gordon, who I didn't even mention, but that's a you know they have him on a vet minimum. Um, they have so they have KD, Brad Beal, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton as like all you know taking up their cap holds. That's a lot of money combined. Everybody else is th- what you know Eric Gordon's making is three point two million per year. Everybody on the team is below him other than those four guys I just named, which uh, DeAndre Aiden is the lowest at Wild. 32 and a half. Wild. Yeah. So, And I don't think he'll end the season a son, probably. I, feel yeah, like it's a, I could definitely see that. general consensus happening. that he, he's not happy. Um, and But he has a new head coach. Maybe that will help. Maybe it was just all beef with Monty Williams, which is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be... We will see if the uh, things have changed or if they haven't or if he's gone. or The thing that makes what, – because what was your line? 52 and a half? Yeah, 52 and a half. Did I say that? I don't know if I've said that. I thought you did. I don't uh, know where. <laughs> 52 and a half. Was the Lakers 52 and a half? Why nope, do I have that number in my brain? And a half. Maybe I did say it. I don't know. I might have said it. 52 and a half is the number over under number for the Phoenix Suns. Um, How many games did they win? I'm just trying to figure out where I pulled this 52 number. Last year, they won 47. So it was 47 and 37 – or 45, I mean. 45 and 37. Yeah, I have um, no idea. Which brings me into that, which I forgot to do. Uh, their reasonable prediction that I gave them last year was 51 wins. Uh, their ceiling was 60. Their floor was 43. So they were within that range still, which all the teams in this division have been in that. Uh, none of the the outstanding ones so far, other than the next one, which I just I forgot to mention. But they will be slightly outside of that range. Um, but so yeah, they uh, were at, towards the bottom of that because of all the injuries that they had last year with Devin Booker and Chris Paul both being injured quite a bit, and uh, DeAndre Ayton situation continuing to drag on, and then they traded for KD mid year. Um, also, I should mention, it was not just Devin Booker and Chris Paul that were out. They had Cam Johnson out. They had Jay Crowder sit, not even playing the, at all last season. And so, like, the guy, the reason why Jay Crowder wasn't playing was because the, the team was deciding to start Cam Johnson over him heading into the year. And then, so they were out without Cam Johnson for most of the beginning of the season because of an injury. And then they didn't have Jay Crowder either because Jay Crowder was mad about them playing Cam Johnson. Um, I think Campaign was even injured for a while. It was basically like Landry Shamit was like the star of the show for like a week there. And he arrived. I can't remember what game it was, but he against the Nuggets. Yeah, he had like thirty-seven or something like that. He he was a good basketball player. Yeah, uh, they lost that game, by the way, but still did show up with a lot of points. But yeah, so this season their over under line is fifty two and a half, and I feel a, I feel pretty good about the under. Not great, 
but I feel pretty good about the under just because this does not seem like a team that's built for the regular season as much as they are for the playoffs. That's kind of like the story with a KD team lately. I feel like more built for the postseason than they are the regular season. So I'm going to lean the slight under. We've already looked at the roster. So yeah, what about you? I'm also going to go under the depth is there, but it's like not guys that have like, I just don't, I'm just worried about the, the cohesiveness of this roster. They have like a lot of pow, but the cohesiveness is a worry and maybe Aiden, whatever they get back for Aiden, if it's, I, you'd imagine they'd go for win now type of assets. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, from Aiden. So Maybe who knows what that turns into, but I, I will. But what what if what if Aiton is uh, bought in now? Like what if moving off of Monty Williams and also and he's just good. Yeah, what if he's like he's happy with the team and changing ownership also? Like that was a big thing with his, his, the rift was mainly between him and ownership because that's wouldn't who wouldn't him. give him the the money. Now there's a new owner um, in Matt Ishbia, so I don't know if his relations are are more positive now. I'm going to go the under as well. Okay. That's fair. We both chose the under on the Suns. Looking at their watchability score uh, for the Phoenix Suns, I I put it pretty high, honestly, especially for the beginning of the season, seeing this no, big three. Seeing it, yeah. That, that'll be fun at the beginning, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go like 7-6. That, that's kind of like not just the beginning of the season, yeah. but that's like kind of what I'm thinking for the season as a whole. I'm going to go 7-6. I'll go 6-4. That's fair. That's fair. Um, they'll be fun at the beginning, but then I think they'll be fun for the 30 minutes or whatever that those stars play. I just feel like watching this bench unit could hurt. Yeah. No, it definitely could. Um, Especially so with that is why. Frank Vogel, not a very inventive coach. Um, yeah. Just kind of like steady the ship type of type of coach. Sun's jersey, though, it's the OG purple. Bar- the Barkley purple. Oh, the Barkley. Yeah, with the su- the basketball sun passing. Yeah, that's definitely number one. I think there's a – is there a black version of that? I do not know. Oh, yeah, there there is. Yep, there's a Nash one that's black. I like that too, black version. Um, Both those are awesome. I also like their – the Valley jerseys are pretty good. Yep. Those are solid. Honestly, Suns jerseys just – like all their jerseys are pretty good. Yeah, for the most part. I don't love the orange ones with the orange basketball and orange sun. Like, everything's just orange. Orange. But uh, other than that, though, I like I like most of the, what Phoenix rules out there. I like, I like their team branding just in general. But yeah, so that does it for the Phoenix Suns. Moving on to the final team in the Pacific Division. That is Jacob's favorite team from last season, honestly, dare I say. Um, Up there. And I think you that was your number one pick in um, – well, it would have been if we would have gone normal order in our watchability yes. – not watchability. Favorite teams to watch draft. Favorite teams to watch. It definitely would have been them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Thunder were also up there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. For anybody who wants – is curious about that, go listen to that episode. It's named that. Uh, most fun teams to watch in the NBA. But, yeah, that was a fun one. So, looking at the Sacramento Kings, though, they won – they shocked the world last year other than like – I mean, being, they shocked me, too. But I was high, very high on them coming into the season. They ended up winning 48 games, 48 and 34. Uh, my reasonable prediction for them was 38 wins, while their over-under line was down at like 32 and a half at the start of last season. And my ceiling for them was 46 wins, and their floor was 30. So they did go over the ceiling by two wins, which is just nuts. They almost won 50 games last season. And that is reflected in their over-under line being put at 44 and a half. So they have to win 45 games to hit the over, which is, I think is a very fair line with uh, like, we've been talking about the West just being more competitive this season. And I think, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a really good line, but I am going to lean the over here for the Kings um, really quick. Looking at their team, they haven't changed a lot other than they've, they've brought over somebody from the uh, Euro league from Bulgaria and that is Sasha Vezenkov. Vezenkov. I haven't heard his name said even, so that was just off the rip. Uh, Chris Duarte is a recent addition. JaVale McGee is on this team. Kessler Edwards, Colby Jones. They have Scalabissier. They brought him back on uh, 
He's on their training camp roster. Deontay Burton. No, Deontay Burke is the one from Nebraska. I was going to say Deontay Burton. Isn't that a Nebraska player? Deontay Burke oh. went, to, went to Nebraska. This is a different person, Deontay Burton. But yeah, so they, I mean, they didn't change a lot, but they, I think the guys that they brought in can maybe help plug in, especially like Chris Duarte and Kessler Edwards. But that starting lineup with De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and Devontae Bonus. And then off the bench, they have Malik Monk, who was might have been my pick other than – probably my pick for second or third, I think, for sixth man of the year last year. I think my pick was Malcolm Brogdon, the guy who inevitably won, won the award. Um, they also have Davion Mitchell coming off the bench, Trey Lyles, Alex Len, who's been there, it feels like, for a long time now. Um, but, yeah, so I, I feel pretty good about the over – I think Fox might take another step up. I think Sabonis is probably towards his ceiling at this point, but still really solid sub. No, I shouldn't say sub all-star. I think like borderline all-star level player. So yeah, that is what I feel about the Sacramento Kings. Slight over. I keep on talking about uh, someone has to lose games if other teams are going to win. And I think that another year of this team is good. So I'm going over on the Kings. Um, Ooh. And I need a lock still, I think. I also do. I just noticed that. Also, I'm gonna you lock have, you haven't used over. a stay away. I'm going to lock Kings over, stay away from the Clippers. Okay. Or let's stay away from the Lakers, actually. That's fair. Just to review as we close this thing up, um, Golden State Warriors over underline was 48.5. I did stay away. Jacob did over. Clippers was 46.5. We both did under. Lakers, 47.5. I went over. Jacob stayed away. Suns, 52.5. I locked my under. And Jacob did a normal under and then the Kings 44 and a half. I went the slight over Jacob picked the over with a lock with a lock like the beam, baby uh, like watchability the score for them for me, nine, seven. That's a, a lot of, I just, yeah. I just like watching them play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it'll wear off, but it didn't last year. So we'll see. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of fun for me. I agree. Uh, really fun for me. Not, not to the same level, but I think, I'll probably give them an eight, nine. So one of my higher ones, I think I only have like a couple over nine. So um, yeah, eight, nine for me for the second. Uh, and Kings. for jerseys, I just, it's weird. I just like their black ones, like their standard, just black Kings jersey. Is it the one with the cursive Kings? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Like one they're, too. Yeah. I like that um, one. The white ones of those are pretty clean too. I just like the white cursive black kings mm-hmm. with the purple on the sides. Um, that's nothing crazy. Just kind of fancy. Ones. Oh yeah, those ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just like it. Yeah. So I like those ones. I like. I feel like there's some black ones I really like as well that are a little older. Oh yeah, here's here they are. So the ones that are like they have this pattern on them, like I don't know what it is, but little little stripes on it to make it have some sort of texture. Looks kind of like scales from far away. Um, but yeah, so th- I'll put those up on screen. You'll see them. Uh, those are our favorite Kings jerseys. And that is going to be the end of the Pacific Division episode. We are now through four divisions in the NBA. Next episode, we'll be moving on to the Southeast. Stay tuned for the next one. We love you. We appreciate you. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace.